LinkedIn presents. Exposure to careers is something that a lot of people need to do and at all ages, not younger the better, but at all ages so they can see like, you know what, this is me. And I think they should try different things because one of the best ways you get exposed is by and knowing what you like is by actually doing the work. I know some people that love cars, but they may not work in a car shop, right? It's it's a different experience. So that's something they they need to do. And you know, the big issue for a lot of schools is that I've seen this happen with a lot of teachers. They are not allowed to introduce careers that don't require college because what happens is a parent hears, oh, teacher Derek told them about a career. Why is teacher Derek talking to them about a career that doesn't require college? I'm going to pull my kid out and then you get in trouble. So then you don't even talk about it because you don't want to risk. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Welcome to another episode of the No Degree Podcast. I want to personally thank you for tuning in and supporting our show. If you haven't yet, hit that follow or subscribe button. I encourage you, don't keep this to yourself. Share these inspiring stories with your friends, invite them to subscribe, and connect with us on social media. Today, we have a very different type of episode, and I have a special guest, Derek Cameron. You mind giving an intro of yourself? Sure thing. My name is Derek Cameron. I am the owner and founder of 3805 Productions, based in Massachusetts. It's a media company that provides uh, services for businesses and skilled trades, uh, construction, and you name it, up and down the blue-collar spectrum. And I also host a podcast, Inside the Trades, and doing podcast production too. So I'm excited to be on the show. I, I found out about you recently. You were a guest on the Disrupt Education podcast, and you were just dropping knowledge bombs. And I'm like, and I got to get to know Joe Nad. So I, I'm excited to be able to be on here, grateful. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And let's talk about the skilled trades because now we have the yeah. rise of AI. We have all these things, but the skills trades are protected. So they've been a protected industry in some cases in terms of you can't outsource the jobs, right? Because oh. someone physically has to be there. Yep. There are a lot of opportunities for people who are young with not a lot of experience. And a lot of times they're like, hey, can you show up at a certain time with no issues? And can you keep showing up? Boom, you're hired. Because that's one of the big things. It's like you'll have these work sites and they know they have to hire 10 guys. Five will leave. And maybe they might have four stick around. And that just is a big thing in the industry. And a lot of people just don't know about these jobs. Uh, I started working with my co-host, Matt Consigli, and I, when we started the show, we're focusing on skilled trades because we wanted to help businesses that are, you know, for marketing, because we just did, we feel like they just don't get a lot of the love that they deserve. And all the marketing companies, they, they seem to be catering to everyone else about the trade. So we focused on that lane. And then through that, grew the podcast out of it. And started looking more and more on the talent side of it. And it was incredible to see how many people are just completely not going into the field for just a variety of reasons. I know we'll get into that one, but the opportunities that exist within there and not just, you know, being an electrician or just being a, being on the tools, but the entrepreneurial side of things too is limitless. And the amount of money that's involved too it's ridiculous. And yeah. given the low debt load that people walk out of high school or an apprentice program and start making bank right off the bat, 
I mean, you're flush by the time you're 30 years old. Yeah. And so we were all for it to be like, let's just, we, we have to push this. We, we got to crack this nut and try to figure out how we can get more kids thinking about this life and thinking about growing them. Because the, thing, the, the reality is at the end of this is there's going to be mass retirements. They're already starting to happen, but they're coming down the road very quickly. And over the next 10 years, there's going to be millions of people that are leaving this force and nobody's filling those, nobody's filling those jobs. Yeah. You know what's one of the, the interesting things? They say, hey, look, there are a lot of people getting to tech. Be the plumber that has all the tech friends. You're going to totally. be the one that they call. Right? They have a lot of money. <laughs> you're the plumber that they got to call. And they're not necessarily the best at it. Or if they have a specific issue. Or you're the mechanic in a lot of tech people. right? So these are things. The fact is, people drive cars. A lot of them, they tend to be more recession-proof. Like people have to use the bathroom all year round. right? Things get broken. You're going to need it. And especially once you start specializing, I know that there's some people who are locksmith and they only focus on certain types of keys. And because they have the tools, they have the specialized knowledge. So they end up being, hey, when your locksmith can't do it, you got to call this, this person. So there's so much opportunity. I mean, without a doubt, we had on, I mean, speaking of um, auto repair, we had on Brandon Eckenrode. He is with the Collision Repair Education Foundation. And he was just talking about so many openings and just like the incredible work that they're doing and that no one's coming into it. And the need for collision repair, I mean, think about it, man. You get into a fender bender or you get into any sort of accident and you go to a garage and you've got, you know, I got a friend I was talking with and he worked, talked with um, garages a lot and he'll walk in. There's like five, six bay garages and four of them are empty. And they're like, I can't get anybody to hire. I can't get anybody to work. And I'm like, you know, people are making like 200 grand doing this work. And I was just like, what? Like, where's this disconnect? What the hell can we do to steer people back into this? Because, you know, everybody wants to go into, or I shouldn't say everybody, but like the people that want to go into the tech businesses, you know, it's sexy and, and you, yeah. know, you get the work from home piece of this, you get the hybrid schedule, you get the the nap pods and all that other stuff. And, and, and you know, they're thinking about the stock options and, and pathway to money. But when you think about making 200 grand in collision repair, 25, 30 year old kids making that kind of money, like that is just, that's like game changing. Hey, are you frustrated with your job search? Are you sending out resume after resume with no callbacks? If so, I have some good news. After three years, of helping over 400 people land jobs at places like Meta, HubSpot, Google, Twitter, Amazon, Tesla, Disney, Sony, just to name a few, I created a course. In the Get Your Dream Career course, you'll discover best practices for creating a resume that stands out and you'll also learn how to optimize your job search. It covers every aspect of the job, including resumes, application strategy, networking, LinkedIn profile optimization, interview guidance, and salary negotiation. You will also get a behind-the-scenes view of how recruiters use LinkedIn to find candidates. And of course, you'll get resume and cover letter templates. Get one step closer to your dream job. Sign up at the link in the notes below. The other thing is, you know, what I tell people is like a lot of people, ADHD, you know, they can't sit still. For some of these, these are perfect, right? It's like, hey, I get to work with my hands. I get to work on XYZ. And then the other thing is, maybe you want to go back later. I've seen some people go back to school 30 or I've seen some people switch things in 30. It's like you always have that option. But now the thing is, as you're transitioning, you could slow down. You could work two days a week and you could still make a good, healthy living 
while you're doing something else, or now you can combine yeah. things and the options, you just have so many freaking options. Oh, you totally do. You know, we, we talked before too, and I've, I've been listening to your show. So I, I know that you're not dissing, you know, going to college yeah. and it's not our platform either. I mean, education in any form is critical for your life. So however you want to upskill and provide the educational outlets that are best for you, go for it. College just doesn't need to be the one size fits all thing. Yeah. The thing I'm really against is the price. I find that price is just unfair. It's, yeah, it's astronomical. And you know, it's not like the professors are getting the money and the system. It's all going to like padded administration and it's all going to like huge construction costs. And I tell people colleges are in the business of education. You are in the business for yourself. So you have to make a business decision of whether or not it's right for you at this point in your life. And too many people, they're not thinking, right? I get college kids who are messaging me all the time and they didn't think of a lot of things. They haven't like tried out. They haven't volunteered. They haven't like shadowed someone in their industry. And now they go in and they're like, oh, I didn't realize I was like this. I was like, yeah, it's being a lawyer is not like what it is on TV. It's like you have to deal with a lot of boring paperwork. You have to deal with a lot of waiting. Is it? I mean, isn't that mind bending when you think about? It? I mean, it's it's the either the most costly or the second most costly decision that you're ever going to yeah. make in your life next to buying a house. Yeah, and the thought and just the due diligence that goes into pursuing this part of your life just seems to be like, you know, it, how many parents do you do you hear from? They'd be like, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll just you know just get in and we'll figure it out. And you're like, okay. That's fine if you're making enough money to be able to overcome any regrets on that decision-making process down the road and your kid's not making any money out of college and you're saddled with five, six figures in debt. But you know, for the people that are putting all their eggs in this basket and just saying, I just want to go to college because I know that that's the pathway and their parents are used to that. Like yeah. that's, you know, we've had for the last 40 years. I mean, I grew up that way too. My mom yeah. was like, you're going to college. And I was like, oh, Okay. I enjoyed my five years and probably a little too much, but it was cheaper. It was a state school and it was a, it was less costly than somebody that's going to a private four-year school right now that's getting saddled with this. So it's exorbitant. And to go back to, we were talking about the cost of that. I mean, I worked on campuses for over a dozen years. I was in career services for a couple of universities and you see it, you see the fat within the administration and Everybody's trying to court the kids that are coming there to be like, okay, we've got a great, you know, res, you know, our res life is fantastic. Look at these brand new, like, you know, luxury dorms that we're putting in. Look at the athletics that we have. Look at the meal plans that we have. Look at the activities that we have. And they're just throwing a bunch of money into that. And then they're jacking up the fees and the tuition because they're trying to attract more and more people and they're going in this vicious cycle. So yeah, you're looking at going to a private school now. It's like $75,000 a year. Yeah. And how are you going to be able to get that one off your, how are you going to be able to walk away from that one 12 years from now when you're making 60,000, you know, if you're able to cultivate that out of college, it's going to take you a long time to get that yeah. one. And then the thing is, even if you are making 100, 120, and even it's still, it's still a significant amount. It's such a big burden. A lot of people don't realize, oh, I'm making totally. 120, even if you're cheap, right? You have taxes, you have this, you have cost of living. It's like, you can only yeah. chip away at a certain amount. So that's something that a lot of people just need to be so much more mindful of. One thing I want to ask you, so what are some other opportunities? So you mentioned like collision repair. What are some interesting trades that a lot of people are not considering that have a lot of opportunity? 
I mean, the collision repair one, just because I mean, we he was he was a recent guest. That one was really interesting. I mean, welding is something that has really we've had a few welding folks on, and I, I've been friendly with some other podcast hosts too that have had welders on. So I've listened to them on their shows. And you want to talk about a field where you can just walk in and just clean up and you will never be for want of work for the rest of your life. Welding is where it's at. And, you know, I know it's hot. I know that you're, you know, uncomfortable and it's, and it's a physically demanding thing. But I mean, you want to talk about making some incredibly cool stuff and just being, I mean, we're talking cutting edge technology too. Tulsa Welding School is one of our guests we had on and they have the welding simulator that they're using VR technology. So you've got the VR headset on and, you know, they're sitting at home and they're actually just, they're drawing beads on, on welds and they've got to submit that over to get analyzed by the instructor and be like, nope, your lines are, you know, your line's a little too sloppy here. You know, it's too gapped out too far. Um, so there, there's technologies caught up to this and it's surpassing things. So welding's another field. Um, HVAC t- is, is another thing. I mean, when you're talking about cutting edge technology, think about, I mean, just going through our COVID experience and how many, like just how the general infrastructure of our country was just not prepared for air purification and how critical that is. I mean, think about yeah. the hospitals, think about, you know, office buildings and things like that. I mean, if you're an HVAC technician and especially some of the newer stuff that's coming in to be able to service that, I mean, you've got to have a ton of skills to be able to do that. So that's another great one that you're be able to clean up on. Think about any anything else too. I mean, electricians, plumbers, I mean, all of that is like incredibly cool stuff when you're actually getting in there and working with your hands. And I mean, you know, the construction, you know, and you can go, you can go up and down the gamut with that too. If you want to be an estimator, you want to be project manager, you want to get into, you know, get on the tools, you can certainly do that. So, I mean, it, it's really limitless. And especially when you're talking about like kids with ADHD that are just, you know, fidgety and they're just, they, they need to move their bodies. Like this is an incredible field for that. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Cause when you think about like having to sit prone for extended periods of day and your brain is just racing and you're fidgety, like why wouldn't you want to go into something where you can just use your hands as that outlet? And then there are other sort of neurodivergence some autistic individuals. I've seen some yeah. like they know everything about cars. They know the engine. They know this and that. They can put that out. It's like, why would you deny that? Right? Yeah. Why would you tell them, hey, you got to go to school, do X, Y, Z. And I think the other big thing is you got to Put people in where their interests are, right? Some people are interested in cars. Yeah. Some people are interested in X, Y, Z. And there's real opportunity. The other thing I want to go back to was a lot of parents, the moment their kid is born, they're saving up for college. So now, yeah. you know, here's the big thing that I always say. If you tell a business, hey, I've saved up for your product for 18 years. What is that business going to do? Hey, you know what? I could probably squeeze more out of them, right? They're not like, oh, hey, like- you know what? Let me lower the price. And it's just, that's something I think Parents really need to push back like, hey, my kid's yeah. not ready or here are the other options because now you have a lot of boot camps, right? Where even they're like three to six months. I've seen sales boot camps. I've seen tech boot camps. More and more are coming out because they're like, hey, look, why go to four years when you get three to six months and you could start getting a job? Now, obviously, you may not start. Some of them you start at great salary, but some you don't. But the fact is, look, you pay whatever your 10 to 20K. In six months, you have earning potential. Now, you have three and a half years of experience over someone that graduates four years, right? Yeah, there's no, I mean, there's no shortage of opportunities to skill stack 
out of high school and you can do it when you're in high school. So it doesn't have to be a degree bearing yeah, a degree bearing institution to, to do that. Cause the other thing is like, I mean, your, your name, your show is no degree. So, you know, in, in your guests, I'll hit it too. It's like, how many people have asked hires, like, you know, what's your degree in, or, you know, what's your GPA? No one ever asked that question ever when they're, go- when you're going for a job because nobody cares because it's like, all right, they went to college. So I'm guessing that they've got some, hopefully some level of maturity and that they've actually, put their brain to, to use over the course of a few years, but like nobody cares. Like, so it's, it's the skill stacking that it's really where it's really yeah. important. And going back to the, the research piece of this is I, I really wish more schools would bring trades related businesses to the schools for the career days. So it's not just the college fair days. It's not just, you know, you've got your your heritage day where your chamber comes in and you've got some random businesses and it's all like talking about, you know, be a banker, lawyer and stuff like yeah. that. Get your full on dedicated trades day where you've got all of these companies that are coming. Have something like a Be Pro, Be Proud, roll their truck up there and they've got all of this equipment that they're pulling out and they're like, this is all at your disposal and you can do it right now. Yeah, no, they really should just because it's like, Exposure is something lacking. And you know, here's the other thing. Even when it comes to traditional careers, a lot of kids have no idea. Like they're like, hey, I want to work in business. Okay, what is, what type of business? Oh, I just want to work in business. They have no idea of all the intricacies. Yeah. I want to go to marketing. Yeah, marketing. Okay, now there's many different types of marketing. I want to go into sales, right? Even sales has a lot of different things. I want to go into... The only thing they know is like doctor, lawyer, engineer, investment banking, but they don't know a lot of intricacies. And even so exposure to careers is something that a lot of people need to do. And at all ages, not younger the better, but at all ages. So they can see like, you know what, this is me. And I think they should try different things because one of the best ways you get exposed is by, and knowing what you like is by actually doing the work. I know some people that love cars, but they may not work in a car shop, right? It's it's a different experience. So that's something that they need to do. And you know, the big issue for a lot of schools is that I've seen this happen with a lot of teachers. They are not allowed to introduce careers that don't require college because what happens is a parent hears, oh, teacher Derek told them about a career. Why is teacher Derek talking to them about a career that doesn't require college? I'm going to pull my kid out and then you get in trouble. So then you don't even talk about it because you don't want to risk. Well, when you think about it too, I mean, think about when people are looking at towns to move into to buy property. One of the things they look at is what's the school system? You know, how, yeah. how good is the school system? Now, the school systems are all rated on how many kids they can pipeline into college. Yeah. And then they'll look and be like, oh, we've got, you know, these kids are, you know, these kids are all in top tier schools or this is the number of top tier schools that we fed our kids into. So clearly our, you know, our, our educational model is, is where you want to be. Well, how many of them are going to be like, well, we've got an incredible amount of kids that have gone into the trades. Where does that factor in on the prestige, on the prestige basis where like, how do you factor that? How do you quantify that? Is it like, all right, we've got three quarters of our graduating class all went into a skilled trade. That's not as easily quantifiable as somebody that has all the pennants on their wall from all these Ivies or all these top tier universities. So it's a lot easier to gauge that. And that's a lot. And so again, like you just, you've got that kind of pathway that's just thrown on the rails where that becomes the the standard of excellence and the other stuff isn't. 
And so if you can't measure and say, all right, you know, if you're looking to move into a town and you've got a lot of kids that are graduating with, you know, not going into a four-year degree, well, what are they doing with their lives after that? Like, how do we find those metrics to convince you that it's worth moving into that town? So it's stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting is I do think you can measure to some capacity for the school system. You could say, hey, we have, because they can measure, hey, we had X amount of kids go to school. You could say, hey, we had X amount get placed into apprenticeships, right? So that's something that you could track. Now, the other thing is in those areas, they have to have plumbers, they have to have electricians, they have to have that. And then, you know, the interesting thing is, is like trying to get a contractor to show up on the day that you want and at the time that you want. It's like, there's, it's so ripe that if you're a contractor that is professional, that shows up on time and can manage things and can communicate, you will have business and you will be able to charge what you want. Like, that's how it is. I mean, if you got Keller Williams that is coming in being like, you know, our school system's fine, but you'll never have to wait for a plumber or an electrician to come to your house. Like, I think that would make me stop and think a little bit more. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. not going to be paying exorbitant rates because we have a competitive, uh, we have a competitive landscape instead of like three businesses where they're just going to bend you over. Yeah, no, it's just because I've seen it where it's like, hey, look, I- I'm booked for like two months. If you want something emergency, you got to pay minimum this much fee. And yeah, so that's something. So what's something that's like you've really learned from starting your podcast by talking to a lot of people in the skilled trades? I th- You know, I mean, they're all just good people. So I think just how open they all have been in embracing us. Granted, you know, we're coming at this as a spirit of, of support. So it's not, you know, they're going to be like, yeah. oh, wary and be like, go away. But they're incredibly supportive and incredibly just giving and warm community. I mean, I'm sure they're jerks among them. Yeah. But I think just how satisfied everyone is being part of that, just you can just sense it. You can see how content they are in their place in life. And and that's a really hard thing to wrap your head around when you're showing up in an office job and you're just like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Or what, yeah. you know, you know, it's, it's like the fire drills of, we need to get this report put together right now. Yeah. Like everybody, you know, get everybody on it. And you're like, all right, get everything put together. And it just sits in somebody's folder in their desktop for, you know, the end of time. It's like that. Yeah. It's like that warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark where they're wheeling the Ark of the Covenant down and you just, they're doing the slow pullback and there's just boxes upon boxes of crates and that's just becomes your day. Whereas, you know what? You're you're working on a raising gang for a construction project. You know, you drive by that bridge or that building a year or two later, you're like, I helped raise that. Like that is something that you can actually see, touch, and, and it's tangible. So I think the satisfaction piece of that um has been really eye-opening. Uh the compensation piece obviously is is really you know, I mean, it's not it's not shocking, but it's definitely interesting to see how much more compensated some of these businesses are, some of these folks are, than people coming out. You know, it's it's you're yeah. not just coming out making minimum wage. The entrepreneurship piece of that, yeah, I knew if I kept talking, I'd, I'd start hitting on some of the profound things. The entrepreneur piece side of that is probably one of the things that really surprised me the most. Is you can really make whatever you want of this business. You know, if you're an electrician, you're working, you know, you're an apprentice, you come up, you're a journeyman, you're working with somebody, you're on the tools for a while and you're like, you know what? I want to start my own business. 
Well, you can certainly do that, but then you can diversify that or you can specialize. And then the people that are out there that are influencers that are creating their own TikTok and YouTube channels and their own, I mean, that's just a whole lane into the cells and you know, the ones that are monetizing that. I mean, there's a ton of yeah. money on that, but I mean, the entrepreneurial piece of that is just incredible. And I, I, I wasn't prepared to hear that. So when I did and hearing some of the folks that are doing incredible work as their own businesses, I'm like, that is really cool. Especially when you get the kids that, you know, I want to go to school for entrepreneurship. It's like, that's great. You have this lane too. And don't sleep on that. Yeah. People make money. I know a plumber that makes like a million dollars a year. They, they have some, they have a yeah. lot of experience. They have some city contracts. And especially the other thing is that there's some overtime. Like I know there's some welders yeah. like, Hey, there's this job. You just got to be on site. And the person was on site like 24 hours. They got like double time, triple time. Totally. And you know, when they, they have an emergency, they need to have it for safety reasons and all that. And especially the TikToks, I see like one person, he has like thousands and thousands of viewers and he's like a crane operator and he's kind of going over the safety things. Yeah. The other thing is, obviously automation is going to impact all industries, but what happens is, is you still need the knowledge, right? Yeah. You end up operating the tools, right? You end up, it makes it easier. It makes jobs done quicker. And the other option for businesses is, I know someone who opened up a restaurant with partners and he did all the HVAC. So he saved tons yeah. of money when opening the store, right? And I know I've read stories online where people have businesses and they're like, oh, I have an electrical issue. I got to call an electrician, minimum yeah. charge 300, 500. Oh, so I got to do myself. So now that's another component that you have that you save a lot of money on. Now, if you want to get into real estate, when you look at a house, you have some skills that you already have. You know how to work with contractors. You know the system. So there are so many other opportunities that put you at an advantage. Well, just on the consultant piece of that too. I mean, if you don't want to be in the tools and you just, you know, you're tired of breaking your back all the time. I mean, just on the consulting side of that too, just being, you know, being an, uh, an intermediary between home buyers or, or contractors and being like, yeah. all right, I know exactly what you need. And then I know how these people are going to try to run this, run this one. So I can step in here and know exactly what it is everybody's trying to do to be able to fit that one together. You know, speaking of the millionaires piece of that, I mean, one guy to keep an eye on um, in this one is Josh Zolan from um, Windy City Equipment. He's okay. got, he's one of my uh, podcast buddies. Uh, he's got the Blue is the New White podcast and he's got the book by the same name. So, I mean, he's on the speaking circuit. I mean, he's, he's ubiquitous, but he is looking to take his businesses like some valued somewhere on like 10 million right now. And he was on our show last year and we're like, well, where are you looking to go with it? And he's like, I'm trying to exit out of 50 million. Now, this is somebody that is doing commercial kitchen repair and coming in, you know, and your fry later is on the fritz and it's a Friday night dinner rush. Like these guys are coming in and they're repairing that and they're out there and they're saving your hash. Yeah. And He's developed a company, him and his dad started it years ago, and they've built it up into a multi-million dollar business and they're expanding out. So when you're talking about the entrepreneurship piece of that and where you can go and the money on that, I mean, Josh Zolan is a perfect example of what you can do in this world. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing is there's so many people silent that they're not big, not on YouTube, nothing yeah. like that, and absolutely crushing it. Here's the other thing too, and I know we can't, you know, I'm, we're, we're being very gender specific too. I notice, you know, everything's yeah. like all he, I mean, the, the women that are coming through this, they're doing great. And the opportunities yeah. for women coming into this is limitless as well. 
and going back to the welding thing, and we've had guests on that, they're saying, you know, some of the best people, some of the best welders we've ever had have been women. And, you know, part of it is like their hands are, you know, their, their hands are a little bit smaller. They can get in tighter yeah. and tighter to reach places, but they just don't come in with the ego that yeah. the guys are coming in with and they're willing to learn and they're willing to put the time in to get the job down right. And they're acquitting themselves well and they're rising up the ranks a lot faster. Yeah. And then the environments are becoming more friendly to just women because I, I had someone who's an electrical contractor yeah. and he mentioned how early in his career he had his company and he didn't hire someone because she was a woman and he said he yeah. actually regrets that. But now it's just a lot more opportunity. And the fact is, is that there's a lot of support for women in these careers. And especially yeah. if you take it to social media, like, you're a welder woman. I've seen those channels do really well. Like I've seen on LinkedIn, just a woman owned yeah. body shop, um, just a different demographic. The other thing is there are good other exit opportunities that are corporate. You can get onto the sales side of yep. into that, right? You could always go into real estate as a real estate agent, right? Now mm-hmm. that you have this knowledge that you can go into, right? I know that you have the commercial side, right? The back office side. So there are other options that since you know the actual business, yeah. you can actually go into it. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, as you keep talking, all these examples keep popping in from guests we've had. Um, Stephanie Thatcher, she, it's Damani Home Design and she is an architect by trade and she does home designs. But the way that she's looking at it is, you know, what are the functional aspects that you are employing when you're moving into a home like you know and she goes through this whole thing so it was like this very mars venus yeah experience of okay are you having kids you know how many you know how many kids do you think you're gonna have like you know do you work up from out of the house like do you need places to you know do you shower together things yeah. like that and she designs the home to fit all of those factors and i just thought it was funny because it's like you know how many guys i mean yeah. I'm sure that there are guys that are doing it, but like how many guys are going to come in and ask like that litany of questions to get really yeah. detailed? And I'm like, yeah, like women just need to be in this yeah. field because they need to bring that part of the mind into it to ask those right questions and to be able to bring that detail and just that thoughtfulness into it. Yeah. What are some newer trades that are growing? This one really just gets me going is on the aerospace side. So, yeah, I, I helped, I helped, um, devise a conference a few years ago. So when I was on, when I was on campus and it was an aerospace conference and it was, they'd never hosted one coworker and I put it together. So part of doing the outreach in that is, I mean, I'm reaching out to all these people and, and I'm learning a ton about the aerospace industry. And it was fascinating. So one of the guys that we had, that I'd reached out to, we weren't able to connect, but I got him on the show is Jeremy Holman. He was one of the earliest members of SpaceX, super young kid. And he was building like the Merlin rockets. There were the Merlin engines for the, the, you know, the Falcon one. Um, and if I'm butchering that apologies. Um, but anyway, he's a rocket engineer. Um, he's a rocket scientist. So he is now working for Commonwealth fusion systems in Massachusetts. And he is building fusion technology in Massachusetts. And we had him on the show because he was like, the trades folks are critical to what we do. And the welders, the pipe fitters, the electricians, the HVAC technicians, the, the sheet metal workers, all of them are critical to this field. 
And one of the other guests that we had at the conference, he was the project manager for this Parker Solar Probe, which literally taking a probe and flying it around the sun. It is still doing it right now. It has never been done before. And it is providing some of the most groundbreaking information back to us about how the sun, you know, is affecting the planets, the solar system and everything else. And he's like, the welders on there are like, they're artists. It's like, you want to talk about Picasso or just the, the, the surgeon level tech of proficiency they have and the, and just the artistry that goes into the welds on the, the trusses that fit on the, the heat shield that protects it from yeah. <laughs> the sun um, is like, it, it is some of the finest work you will ever see. And, you know, it just, it, it just opened my mind up to be like, why are people not talking about this? When you think about, you know, the, the, the Mars missions that are really the big goal for us, you've got the Artemis missions that are coming up in the next couple of years trying to get back to the moon, trying to get whatever it is, like the halfway the halfway yeah. to Mars uh, missions too. I mean, think of what is going to need to go into that to build the launch vehicles, to build the stations, to build the habitats, to build everything that's going to get people to and from back safely and how many people it's going to require to do that. And that alone should just get an entire generation of kids just like crashing through walls to try to be on those missions. Yeah, I'm not sure why, like, kids are not looking into it. It's just interesting. You ask a kid, you know, 10, 20 years ago, they'll say, hey, I want to be a basketball player or a football player. Now sure. it's all YouTube. It's all YouTube. I want to be a, be a Well, YouTuber. it's easy to be an influencer. It's not, though. I mean, you yeah. know, obviously, you know, we're both in the game. And it's a ton of work to do yeah, this yeah. stuff. And the number of people that are actually hitting it is far less than what you would think. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, to, to, to talk about that point, too, Janet, was is... The PR that has gone on for the trades has been abysmal too. I no, mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, think about what colleges have done over the last 40 years. I mean, yeah. they have just turned into PR machines and they're reaping the benefits of that. And the trades has to do this. Like they have to just make a concerted effort to just put everything they can into growing awareness, appreciation, and getting more and more people thinking about the benefits of this. And you know, you've got to change your policies. You've got to change your culture. You've got to change the way that you're operating. And you got to be able to meet people where they're at too with this generation and the next generations that are coming after us. So yeah. if you want to be able to continue building buildings and bridges and stuff like that, well, you're going to have to adjust to who these people are that are going to be coming into that. But yeah. you got to get out there and you've got to like beat the drum and get NASA or SpaceX or any of these other cutting edge technologies that are fueling into the, the aerospace industry, get them out there and going on a crazy PR push at all the tech schools and all the vocational schools and saying, hey, look, you want to be part of space? I got your back right here. Yeah. Or, you know, they could just sponsor our show so we get more exposure and then we could do the heavy lifting for them. I, I'm down for that. I, it's, seriously, anybody, anybody wants to right here inside the trays and no degree. I mean, come on, back the Brinks truck up and we'll happily sing your praises yeah. for you. No, and we definitely got to do this again because there's so many deep topics about like the specifics of the careers. You know, what is an apprenticeship program? Because a lot of people don't know, like, what is an apprenticeship? How does it work? Like, how are you judged? How long does it take? I know there are like steps like, hey, the first year you make, you know, may not be the most, but 
maybe like a 15 to $23 an hour. Then yeah. you pass something, then it's like 18 to 27. Then by the time you graduate, uh, whatever your journeyman or whatever the terminology is, yeah. and you get X amount and now you're certified and now you can work on XYZ projects or you can walk into a certain type of shop. Well, think about it. I mean, everything is, you've got to earn your keep and you've got to work your way up. So, you know, anybody that thinks they're just going to roll out of high school and start making $50 an hour yeah. and then, you know, well on their way to six figures, like those stories do happen, but for yeah. the most part, you got to earn your keep and you got to make your bones in this and you got to work your way up. And that's, you know, you're picking up construction sites and you're schlepping materials around and you're cleaning up and you're pushing a broom and you're doing a lot of grunt work that all the people that were there before you had to do and it's your turn and graduate out of that. I mean, it's the same thing like where anybody shows up at a new job, it's you can sit there and you can just do the road task and just that's your day and that's your career. And you can just push a broom, swing a hammer, do whatever. And that's just how you're going to be. And you're going to be miserable. Or you can show up and say, all right, what are the people doing around me? What are they trying to accomplish? How are they trying to accomplish? What are the things that they're doing to be able to come in under budget on time? Where can I be to make sure that I'm complimenting what they're doing? And how can I make myself more effective? How can I be more efficient? And you start applying all of those strategies to it, good things are going to happen for you. And you're going to be moving up the ladder quicker and you're going to be making more money quicker too. But you got to start somewhere. Yeah. No, you definitely got to start somewhere. So this was such a cool episode. Yeah. It's very different. Uh, thank you so much for you know coming on, sharing your knowledge. Check out the Inside the Trades podcast. I'll eventually be a guest sometime. Oh, doors open, man. Yeah, no, we're we're, we're definitely having you on because I want to continue this conversation. And you know what I loved is like we went in, in all different directions and we even talked about space. I love talking about space and that's like the frontier. That excites me. There's a space trade show in here that I I'm, I thought about doing and I don't know if I have the bandwidth to do it, yeah. but you can do a whole thing on space trades and you can just clean up on the on the downloads. We should, I we, think should it's, do, we should do an episode just on space trades. Like, hey, what? Count me in, man. Let's do that, it. That is something cool. And I, you know what the other thing is, you know, I was reading a post and it was like, how do you impress an eight-year-old? Because now they have AI, they have all this stuff. Yeah. And then he, the, he was like, I told him that we sent someone to the moon and they were like, wow, moon? that is like freaking cool. Like it doesn't matter in the age of AI, that will always be freaking cool. Seriously. I mean, how many times have you watched the moon landing and just been like, eh. I mean, it is every time I see Neil Armstrong walking off Eagle, it's just, I get chills. It's yeah. just every single time. And then you like Apollo 13, where you think about like, how much went into bringing three people back from a, a doomed mission and how much just sciencing had to yeah. go into that. And it's just like, this is just incredible brain power and dedication and teamwork. And just, so yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm down, man. Like, yeah. let's, let's just get that one going. Yeah. How would someone support you? Like, subscribe, follow our show. I mean, give us a listen. Um, we've we've been up. We've got over forty five episodes going right now, and we're we're continuing on. And and so please just like and listen to the show. And my company, thirty eight oh five Productions. If you can follow on that, and just keep an eye on uh, what I got coming out of there, because I also have a business around this too. So I do uh, shoot videos and provide media for. Uh, for blue collar community. So if uh, you're looking for a construction project that needs some documenting, uh, happy to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time, Derek. Hey, this was such it. a cool episode. We'll definitely keep in touch. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I uh, look forward to having you on our show too. Awesome. Another great episode. 
Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by you. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast. On Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree inc. If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J-O-N-A-E-D, last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem, nodegree.com.